What is up, ladies and gentlemen? We are live back here for a brand new episode of Segments. Segments episode two. This is a new thing we're going to be doing here on the G Meeker MMA show. It's still titled G Meeker MMA show. It's just segments. It's just specific things that we come on to talk about. And then we get off. You know, the, the podcast, the episode, episodes when we have them are generally designed you know, to talk about whatever. You know, it's your own flow. Segment is for something quick, uh, you know, not too time consuming and you know, when we have the episodes, the podcast, which is coming out very soon as well. Stay tuned, you guys. It's just something that a lot of us, you know, it's, it's easier for a lot of us to do, especially if you have a huge time schedule like I do. You know, there's a lot of things to do in a short amount of time. And uh, that's why I, I thought about making, you know, this thing called segments, you know, where I can shoot several different parts and put it all together in one or talk about specific things on a certain day. And maybe if I have a day off, I can talk and have something to talk about on the po- the whole podcast. We can have like a, we haven't had our podcast in a little bit uh, of time, but we sure will. I promise you guys. But anyways, welcome, welcome, welcome. It is beautiful. Saturday. It's very fucking windy here, by the way. Saturday. The 18th, 2017, November. We're only one month away from December. That's pretty fucking crazy, guys. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, today, to cap off today's episode, we're going to talk about the recent news that com- that's been coming around the world of the mixed martial arts. Mr. Colby Cummington's been making the, been making the news as of late as, like, the new bad guy in the UFC, you know, um, I guess he was, um, him and Masvidal originally set to um, make their appearance in Australia as uh, UFC's guest fighters. And I guess something happened with him and Verdum. It was like a turn, a little physical altercation behind the scenes. That was one of the videos we didn't get to see. But there was a video where Verdum was just standing there. Colby Covington's just standing there. There's a couple of maybe UFC staff or something around them. And uh, Verdum has what appears to be a boomerang, which posts a picture later on with one, another fighter. There's a picture of that boomerang that he he threw it at Colby, and now Colby's going to be pressing charges. Now, there's a lot of responses to all this stuff. There's a lot of different thoughts about it. Oh, he's a bitch. Oh, he's talking all that shit. We can't back it up. But the thing is, my response to this, get ready for this, guys. It's going to blow your socks off, is the fact that your professional fighters, obviously, you know, look at guys like Chael, Connor, Michael Bisping saying the worst of the worst things, but at the end of the day, they come to fight. You know, they may not win every time, you know, but they come to fight. And, you know, to respond to all the people saying that he's scared or you shouldn't be doing that or you call the cops because he's a, because he's a pussy or no. If someone threw a fucking boomerang at me, if I don't fucking rip their head off, I'm going to get my money's worth. I'm going to make sure their bitch ass is in trouble and they'll, they'll never forget me for hitting me. Obviously, there's a side of me that would want to, you know, fuck, fuck them up for throwing something at me like that. But in all reality, why not? Call the cops. Get him in trouble. Have it to where he can't move his career on. You know, that, as harsh as that sounds, you know, you do something outside of the cage, you pay for it. These UFC fighters are athletes. So if you go 
outside a club and you punch someone in the face and you're a UFC fighter, you may go to jail and you may lose your right to fight inside the octagon ever again because um, you, UFC fighters are licensed athletes. Their hands under a commission are licensed weapons. So if you, you know, get in trouble for, for, for assault, can be twice as bad because you're under um, you're under a, a athletic commission and your license, your hands and feet or whatever you use in, in combat sports is licensed weapons. And you can get in some serious trouble. So why the fuck would Kobe want to fight? Why would Verdum try to you know egg a fight on? Why would he throw that? You know, obviously Kobe said some things about Brazil, about Maya, about Brazil being a, a dump and a bunch of filthy animals. One of the funny parts was when he when he talked about there's no AC or something, you're just being straight up. Kobe's fucking vicious. He does not hold back. That guy has no censorship. I don't mind it. I'm a number one supporter of Kobe. That's definitely something I really like about Kobe. He's straight up. He doesn't hold back. Backlash from the fans. He has, he has nearly a whole country against him. So it, I, I'm pretty sure it doesn't face Colby Covington at this point. You know, obviously it's a sport. Obviously these guys need to um, do what they can to get each other out, get, get one another out there. Not one another out there. It's not a team sport. It's a selfish sport. I've said that many times. So, so with um, with this uh. New thing that everyone does when it comes to the trash talk. Um, the bar was mainly set by Conor McGregor. And, you know, Colby Covington, I've only been really kind of paying attention to him these maybe over almost like a few months. No, like a couple months. But I, I've known who Colby Covington was before, but, like, I started to pay more attention to him and, and jump on the Colby hype train. Obviously, there's some crazy diehard fans, you know, you got the, you got the normal fans, you got the fans that are, like, the trolling fans, the fuck you fans, and the ones that get all offended, so, I, I you know, I've, I've followed Colby for quite some time, and he's some, he's an interesting guy, you know, he's straight up, you know, I always notice him with Masvidal, and Jorge Masvidal is one of my favorite fighters, and uh, coolest one of the coolest people out there in the UFC, in my opinion. And um, and then uh, you know, but like I said, go, let's circle back. I was gonna say, the UFC mixed martial arts is all about branding. You got all these top level boxers. You look at the boxing. You know, you got guys like Floyd, down Deontay Wilder, Andre Ward, Anthony Joshua. They've all got to do specific things and be known for specific things to stand out otherwise in a lot of people's minds a lot of basic people's minds you're just an average fighter so when it comes to promotion all these guys complaining about their promotion the ufc doesn't push them so much it's because they haven't given the ufc a reason to you do something that's going to attract multiple people's attention. Obviously, it's a fight game. You come in there to fight. You don't come in there to talk shit. You don't come in there to throw bottles at people. You don't throw boomerangs and stuff. But there can be a better push. Because, you know, for the best athletes in the world, the best promotion can be, be provided. And uh, I feel like that's what the UFC could lack. And, um, you know, obviously... 
we got the top people in the UFC when it comes to the best fighters. You know, I'm pretty sure a lot of the most, the more veteran fighters here have a lot of highlights. You know, maybe they just haven't, uh, they're, they're talking about the promotion they haven't received yet because the fact is they haven't done anything. Like I said a little bit, like five seconds ago, they haven't done anything to want to get people's attention. You know, all these guys that perform well, you got to realize, you know, you could be the best boxer on the planet, but if you're one of the best boxers on the planet, it's, and you, eh, this is going to sound so, fucking bullshit if you're the best boxer on the planet basically best MMA fighter on the planet there's only a certain amount of people that are going to recognize you you got the the hardcore casuals you got the you got the hardcore you got the casuals you got the diehard fans you got the respectable fans you got the humble fans you know you look at guys like Demetrius Johnson there was a certain time you know still could be this very same time is that this guy wasn't respected because he was a, a flyweight fighter you know oh no one wants to see flyweight fighters no one wants to see flyweight fights no we don't like the little men the 145 35 25 pound men we don't want to see those fights we like big brawling epic fights like you know welterweight fights 185 pound fights 205 we like the bigger guys that's how i used to like it that, to be honest with you that's actually the one of the the first uh the only people i liked was light heavyweight and heavyweight when I was real young, and all of a sudden, I, just, I did not like welterweight. I thought it was a stupid weight at the time when I was real. Mind you guys, this is when I was real, real, real young, and I just didn't like him. I used to hate, um, I just hated the fact that they were so small and how they could be fighting in the cage. Like I know it sounds, it sounds like a child, the thoughts of a child, but it was real, it was real fucking crazy. But um, anyways, going back to Colby Covington, he, you know, he, he has made some waves. He has attracted to some attention, you know, not the best attention, but, you know, all publicity is good publicity based off how you take it. Because, you know, there's people out there that enjoy it. There's people that don't like it. But that's just the way that he, you have to do things. That's the way he is. I support it 100%. Some of this fucking shit he says is pretty fucking entertaining, though, that's for sure. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much... That's pretty much it for that subject. Moving on to this next subject. How about the Bellator Heavyweight Grand Prix? Grand, yeah, Grand Prix. Features Roy Nelson, Fedor Emelianenko, Rampage Jackson, Ryan Bader, Frank Mir, King Mo, Chael Sonnen, and Matt Mitrione. Now, they're not facing off against each other, not those guys. But um, Fedor is going to take on Frank Mir. Roy Nelson will fight Matt Mitrione. Ryan Bader will fight King Mo. And Rampage Jackson will fight Chell Sonnen. What a fucking card that will be. <laughs> but the question is, you know, all these guys, are not, they're not just fighting, but they're fighting for a chance to crown the new heavyweight champion in, in uh, Bellator. You know, look at these. We got a lot of uh, non-heavyweights competing in this in this uh, contest. Um, uh, King Mo, I, I can call him a heavyweight because he's fought a heavyweight too. Um, Rampage, Chael Sonnen, and uh, Ryan Bader, three. And the rest are heavyweights. Frank Mir, obviously. Um, Roy Nelson. And... Matt Mitrione. Fedor as well. But, you know, Rampage fought a heavyweight, but I never really considered Rampage uh, a heavyweight. But, um, damn, my picks to, 
to, for that. You know, anything could happen in this sport. You just got to look at the careers that they've had. You know, for Frank Mir, he hasn't fought since being suspended and, and being flatlined by Mark Hunt. Kimo is coming off of a win against uh, Rampage. Um, Fedor is coming off of a devastating knockout loss to Matt Mitrione. Matt Mitrione is coming off of a win over Fedor. Chell's coming off of a win over Vanderlei. Ryan's coming off of a win over Linton Vassell. And Roy's coming off of a, a win over some dude named Carl something in the, I don't know, fucking remember his name. <laughs> but, uh, all of them are coming off of a, two of them are coming off of knockout losses. One of them's coming off. Rampage is coming off of a decision loss to King Mo. He had a fought for a while, and it was just recently announced that he had re-signed with the Bellator promotion, which was very surprising because at the time I was thinking that he was still under contract. I was pretty sure he was under contract with the UFC, but uh, you know, negotiations. You know, he's now back with Bellator, and this is an exciting event. Who are my picks? That's the biggest question for me. Um, you know, it's really hard to see based off the careers. Like I said, you know, we got in talking about the losses, but um, you know, Roy Nelson. You know, I don't really see Roy Nelson. Uh, you know, beating the likes of like King Mo or something, or or um, you know. Frank Mir. Frank Mir, Roy Nelson. That, that's a fight that never happened. Uh, oh, yeah, that did. Frank Mir did fight Roy Nelson. My bad. Um, but, like, you know, my top candidates for this Bellator Grand Prix, Prix that I feel that could have the a, a, a distinct advantage would probably be the younger, faster Matt Mitrione, King Mo, and um, probably Ryan Bader. Because, you know, I feel like Rampage... It's, it's like a game of, it's like a double-sided coin with a rampage. You either get him or you don't. But, you know, he, he, he just hasn't looked as good as he usually, as he, as he, he used to look. And for Fedor, you know, Fedor has a chance, but will his chin hold up against a lot of the uh, bigger heavyweights that fight, you know, because Fedor is not a big heavyweight. That's the thing a lot of people don't realize is he's not a big heavyweight. And, um, you know, Frank Mir, I don't know how how much Frank has been training since he's been off, and if he's gotten any better. If it's you know, obviously a lot of these guys have had some knockout losses. Frank Mir has a lot of uh, KO losses. Um, Fedor has has taken some damage. You know, Chael's very tiny for the for that heavyweight. And if I, if he won, that would be a fucking weird fucking scenario. Chael versus you know, Chael's a small small middleweight. He's a middleweight. He's big and light heavyweight. The most he probably weighs is like 215. These guys are like 250, 240 something on their off days. So that's a big, big jump. So more to come up next for this heavyweight Grand Prix coming up. It's very fucking interesting. It's just that the, the, the thing that makes it a little bit harder, you know, I pick my prime top athletes for this for this contest. Matt Mitrione, Ryan Bader, and uh, King Mo. You know, I'm not counting out the rest of them. I'm not saying that they don't have a chance. I'm not saying that they could beat, they can't beat their their opponents that they're they're coming up with. Obviously, I think Chael can beat Rampage because the fact is Chael has good wrestling. He has good pressure, and Rampage doesn't do good against people like that that are going to pressure him the way Chael can. Chael's a legitimate fighter. He can definitely get the job done. Um, I'm not. I'm saying that all the candidates in this fight, these fights. You know, they could win, but there's a, there's a select few out of the people that are in this contest that I don't think will win. 
or if I do, if they, if they get far, they're going to come up short at the end. I'm not, I'm not trying to call bad shots on him. It's just like, I don't see Roy Nelson getting the job done. For Frank Mir, after being out for so long, who knows where his head's at? Who knows how much he's been training? Who knows how much uh, wear and tear is caught up on him? Fedor, he just hasn't looked the same. You know, he's, he's, he hasn't looked good in his last few fights. I mean, he was beaten up by Fabio Maldonado, who you never would have thought would have been one guy to, to, you know, put the fucking brakes on Fedor and um, beat the brakes off Fedor in that in that first round, I think. He, hurt, he beat the fuck out of Fedor. Fabio Maldonado had all people. Obviously, Fabio is um like a, a, a world championship level boxer. You know, he's a, a boxer. You know, he's a professional boxer. Um, but he beat the brakes off Fedor. Matt Matreon flatlined Fedor. I mean, they both, they both rocked each other, but you know, that was that, that was that famous both knockdown on both sides. You know, Matt Matreon ended up fucking Fedor up in the end, but you know, Matt was just dazed for a little bit, but Fedor was dazed and Matt Matreon finished off the job. So, you know, Matt Matreon is, I feel, is in the prime of his career. You know, he's coming off of the ult- from the ultimate fighter, you know, making the move over to Bellator. He's looked good. He's one of the top candidates. Obviously, you got guys like Chicago, who I'm surprised wasn't in the heavyweight Grand Prix, but um, you know, there's top prime athletes. There's still some heavyweight fighters. It just happens to be that these people in that tournament are the candidates. Now that's that raises an interesting question for me. Um, does that mean that, like, say Ryan Bader wins, is he going to defend in both heavyweight and like heavyweight? I, I I don't think I for these guys, you know, I don't think it's a good move. You know, to put light heavyweight fighters, because I highly doubt Rampage Jackson is going to be defending a title at heavyweight. I don't think Chael Sonnen is going to win a, a defend a title at heavyweight against the big monsters. Now, it's not like the monsters in the UFC's heavyweight division. It, you know, like got guys like Chick Congo, obviously, and some uh, other no-name people that I don't know the names of. Um, you got Roy Nelson, you got Frank Mir now, and... You know, this is a chance for Bellator really to make some waves with a little bit older uh, of of some fighters. You know, obviously there's some older fighters in there like Frank Mir and um, Warren Nelson and um, Fedor Emelianenko. You know, King Mo's not really necessarily an old fighter. You know, King Mo is not even hasn't even hit his prime yet. You know, that's just the real truth. And um, you know, he, King Mo won a fucking t- a tournament belt and um. Uh, um, in fucking Ryzen, so you know, there's no doubt Kimo can't win a, a world title at heavyweight. And Ryan Bader, the Bellator light heavyweight champion, he had a successful defense against Linton Vassell. So you know, it's it's just weird to see a lot of these light heavyweight fighters possibly. You know, if you th- you're thinking about their future, like possibly thinking about them defending a belt against like a Chick Congo or something like Ryan Bader versus Chick Congo, someone versus Chick Congo, one of the top heavy, heavyweight prospects taking on one of those guys, you know, three of them are light heavyweight fighters, so it just seems weird, you know, we don't know how heavy they would be for formerly fight for people that fight light heavyweight, and you know, for the heavyweight fighters, it's not going to be any different for, for when it comes to weight management, how they match up physically against a lot of the other heavyweights. It's just uh, the light heavyweights that I always thought about. Like, how would that go? Like, that's just my question for Bellator. You know, Bellator is doing some interesting things. I trust and believe in what Scott Coker is doing for the divisions. And for Bellator, he's changed it up. He's made it a lot more interesting. It's a lot more fun. He's he's turning it into what Strikeforce is. 
was. It's nothing like Strikeforce now, but you know Bellator is on his way for sure with all the greatness that they're doing from Mike Goldberg in there, from all the fantastic fighters from UFC going on over to Bellator, and they're just making some fantastic things. And you know, congrats to them. I'll always love to watch Bellator. Now, with Bellator in the UFC. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of differences. There's a lot of fighters. There's a lot of fucking fighters in the UFC. Obviously, there's a lot of fighters in Bellator as well. And don't get me wrong. Scott Coker knows what he's doing. Dana White, you know, all the matchmakers, they all know what they're doing when it comes to making all of the of the fights that they make. You know, but, you know, Bellator is enjoyable to watch, and so is UFC. You know, anything else coming up in the news? You know, I said this was called Segments, but fuck, we've been on the air for quite some time, so welcome to episode fucking, uh, what the fuck, what episode are we on? Episode 127, alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with episode 127, I know it's like fucking 30 fucking minutes already into it, but, um, but still, episode 127, isn't it? Episode 127? I think we just said that. Yep, episode 127. So we're on episode 127. It's fucking good to be back, though, for real. It's like, I've, I've just been uh, so busy, so tired, and now I'm kind of getting used to it, so it's so much easier for me to... Um, you know, it's so much easier for me to... to like, you know... come back and, you know, not be so tired when it comes to these podcasts. Ooh, I was watching something, I was watching something on King Mo's um, Twitter. I'm, I have this, uh, I'm not going to tell you a secret, but I've been having some fun lately, but <laughs> it's pretty funny. Let's see what's trending. This is what's trending on today's social media. Disturbing. Describing. Oh, I thought it said distur- disturbing. Describing 2017 in just four words. Uh, let's see what today's world is. Fun, love, present, authentic. Uh, that's some pretty good stuff. That's not. That's not. A, that's not what I was expecting on today's world. I expect something political or something or something. Uh, nobody follows the rules anymore. Hold my beer. 2016. Man behaving really badly. She must have an upset life. Your idol's a scumbag. Women not taking shit. Less money, more problems. I think I could think of some. Smoke more, care less. Hey, that's a good one. Especially if you're fucking, if you're, um, if you're a smoker. You know, I know, normally, I told you guys this before. <laughs> For my loyal fans, you guys, for my loyal ones, you know what I'm talking about. I, I've said this before. All the main people that listen to this know what I'm talking about. I usually hate, like, I would hate to um, smoke, get stoned before a fucking podcast because I always forget stuff. But now it just got so much easier because I'm forced to talk to people while I'm stoned. And, and that keeps me from, you know, losing my shit, basically. Like... 
You know, not losing my shit, but, you know, remain calm, you know, talk. Because you get fucking paranoid. Joe, Joe was saying that on his podcast the other day. Something about when you smoke. And some people get real paranoid. Some different people have, like, different fucking reactions to it. So, that was just my thing about it. Like, you know, I do definitely get paranoid <laughs> for, for real. But I try to make every single show that I have, like, the best show. All right. Coming up next, what's up? What the hell else is new in the world of mixed martial arts? Anything else happen? Anything in the real world aside from MMA? This is the G Maker MMA show. We can talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about. Man, there's nothing. Just a bunch of boring, weird shit on, especially on Twitter. I don't know if you guys use Twitter, but I use Twitter a lot, mainly to keep up with the professional athletes and, you know, see what I see, you know, different MMA news reports. And I just retweet it, you know, I look on there just to find out some news and find out what all the other fighters are up to, what they do in their off time, keep up with, with highlights when I'm not able to watch the fights and just different shit like that. I used to think Twitter was for girls, and I thought it was pretty gay at first, like, when it, like, as in, like, stupid. Like I said, no offense to anyone. Um, but, like, I, I used to think, like, why the hell would someone want to hop on the internet and randomly talk about something that nobody cares about? Then I realized that thousands and thousands and thousands of athletes were on it, celebrities. You could follow them. You could get people to follow you. And it wasn't as bad as it, as it came off to. I just thought, tweet, 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 tweet. Why the fuck would, why would I, what the fuck would I want to sit a grown ass man, sit down and tweet? How the fuck does that happen? <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking awesome. But, um, what the fuck? Oh, you know what? Who sh I should call right now? Fucking Dylan. It's a Saturday. But, uh... Oh, we got some fights coming up today. Um, Fabricio Verdun, uh, today, a little bit later on, from Sydney. Fabricio Verdun versus Marcin Tybura. And, uh... I forgot Verdun was fighting. <laughs> I barely realized that until earlier. Talk about fucking falling off the radar. I'm sorry, guys. I'm usually on top of all this shit. Um, yes, for Doom versus Tybura, Beck Rawlings returns against Heather Joe Clark. Tim Means, my boy Tim Means, takes on Bilal, remember the name Muhammad, uh, Jake Matthews versus something, something, Vilkovic, Elias Theodore versus Daniel Dad Blood Kelly. Alexander Volganovsky versus something young. Ooh, the fight everyone wanted to see. I wanted to see this fight. I don't know if you guys were really. It's one of those underrated fights, fights that no one's really talking about. But um, Nick Lentz versus Will Brooks. I don't know. It's a little rivalry. I'm curious to see if Will Brooks can string together some some momentum in the UFC. Obviously, coming off some un, uh, unfortunate losses to... Uh, to some top contenders. Uh, he lost to Charles Oliveira, and he lost to Cowboy Oliveira. So his two losses are to two Brazilians, as Colby Covington says, filthy fucking animals. I, I, know. <laughs> I just wanted to see what that would <laughs> be like to say. I didn't mean that to anyone. I don't want a whole country trying to come after me now. I'm um, just a <laughs> podcast, though. There's nothing else to, to it. But, um, you know. 
his losses to Alvarez. You know, there's no shame in losing to the the fighters that he lost to. They're both very talented fucking fighters. Cowboy Alvarez, very 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 talented. Um, Charles Alvarez, very 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 talented. He has some of the nastiest submissions. He he has he he's very creative on the ground. He he he's very nasty. He has very creative submissions. He's one of the most talented, one of the most scariest submission experts that the UFC has. He's definitely on the list for some of the nastiest submissions that he can possibly ever do. So that's there's no shame in, in 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 losing to a guy like that. So for Will Brooks, he definitely has a lot of power. He's very thick. You see how massive his legs are. He, he carries a lot of power. He's really good at wrestling. He has great jujitsu, and you know he just has to put it all together. You know, and there's no shame in losing to a guy that that squeezes on your neck the way that Charles Oliveira does. He does it like a snake. He's like a fucking python when he latches on you. So when he usually latches on, he's not latching off anytime soon. You either tap or you go to sleep. That's what fucking, that's what um, Charles Oliveira did to Will Brooks. You know, but I feel like Nick Lentz, you know, no disrespect to Nick Lentz or anything like that, but I've always felt like he was slow. He had a close fight with Chad Mendez at one point, but you know, then when he went back up to 155, I felt like he was just slow and weak. And like, you know, like, you know, obviously I'm sure he trains hard. I don't know what goes on in the gym, but I always felt like he just, he was just, he was, he, he was, he was so slow. And, you know, for an athletic guy like Will Brooks, if you look at it on paper, it's like, who is this dude? He looks like a caveman taking on a really fast athletic looking guy he probably plays football or something like that and you know the casuals will will think about it like that but you know on paper it's a good matchup you know if real book brooks can avoid the constant grappling of fucking um of nick lance nick lance is a grappler you know he he's he's good at he's good at what he does you know he'll smother you he'll lay on you and uh, until a point where you give up you know he's a grinder nick lance is a grinder will brooks is a fighter We'll see what happens in this fight. I'm curious. I'm excited. And one of my other favorite fights on this card is, is probably going to be the Fabrizio Verdun versus Marcin Tabura fight. You know, it's not really an exciting fight. Obviously, people that like to see Verdun fight, you know, he's an excellent fighter. You know, he's developed some very good striking. You know, see that flying knee knockout on Mark Hunt. Him outstriking Travis Brown, who was one, once at one point one of the nastiest strikers that we had. You know, he had some great striking. He, he's fought with Cain Velasquez. He stood in trade with, with one of the best heavyweights in the world in Cain Velasquez. He, he's beaten Fedor Emelianenko. For Doom's done it all. He's one of the most well-respected Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belts and Brazilian jiu-jitsu world champions. On the planet Earth. You know, there was this big discussion when it comes to jiu-jitsu. Who is the best Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioners? Who are some of the top threes? These are some of the, the questions that people like to think about. I thought it would be Damian Maia. It would be Fabrice Doom, Jacare Souza, and Frank Mir at the time. When Frank Mir was in the UFC. But all-time grapplers, I feel that Frank Mir, it, it's Jacare Souza. 
It's Damian Maya and it's Fabricio Verdum. Verdum being number one because Verdum's jujitsu is fucking is is one of some of the best I have ever seen. He is my favorite when it comes to that. So you know, I just talk highly of Verdum. You know, I don't, I don't hate Verdum. You know, obviously I like Colby Covington too, but you know, you know Verdum just responded as in like you know, just throwing the fucking uh, boomerang because he was pissed off. You know, but you know, Colby. Kobe said some things that, you know, maybe he shouldn't have said about someone's home country. So that's like someone talking about United States. That's like someone saying, you know, United States is a bunch of fucking losers, a bunch of filthy, you know, greedy, rich people that don't give a fuck about nothing or something like that. Someone, someone just throwing some false accusations towards someone's country is is very insulting, especially if you come from a very humble spot. You know, depending on where you come from in Brazil depends on where your where your mindset will be like. You know, I'm gonna be very humble if I knew that I grew up like this. You know, if I grew up coming from very a very humble background, it's gonna feel offensive for you to insult you know, someone walks up to me and tells me, Fuck where you're from, like fuck your city, fuck your town, you're fucking trash. All the people there are from tra are trash. I'm sure they're gonna get butthurt and offended and they're gonna try to do something about it. You know, Verdum did that exact thing and and, you know, you know, it wasn't the best thing to do. Like I was saying earlier, this is a fight business. You know, your professionals obviously say stuff on Twitter. You say stuff in the back. You say stuff uh, on the press conferences and all that shit. But, you know, you can't be getting into fights left and right outside with other fighters. Other stupid shit like that. You're going to get yourself in trouble. You're professional fighters. You're signing a fight. You get paid to do it. So why not do it in the cage? I'm sure I'm not going to see Verdun versus Covington anytime soon. Or ever in this whole entire lifetime. But, you know, you do the talking outside and you do the fighting inside. You know, you like how I added that talking in there. Because talking talking and, and backing it up is is what people like to see. So if you talk, that's by all means, the bar was set by Conor McGregor. Do that exact thing and, and fight good. That's all you need to do is get everyone excited. It doesn't matter how you do it. Talk. Look at Kobe Covington. Look at the way that he did all this. It's fantastic, isn't it? So trash talk is very successful in the world of MMA. You just got to know how to do it. There's some people that set the bar high, like I was saying, when it comes to trash talk and all that. But... If you add that in there, a lot of people are going to want to see it. You just can't be like everybody else, though. You know, I'm not going to sit there and, and uh, talk shit about someone's country or something. But I do have some tricks up my sleeve when it comes to talking trash. And, you know, I do. I used what I know when it comes to talking trash based off of facts. You can't beat that. That's the best thing when it comes to trash talk. You you want to you want to provide the best details when it comes to shit talk. Therefore, when this, they try to defend themselves verbally, it's not going to be one of the best things you can you can fucking uh, defend because your ass is going to be confused by something you know is true. You're going to get mad. You're going to get over emotional. That's exactly how it's going to work. Trust me. I talk for hours and hours and hours. I know what I'm talking about. I think I think about these things day in and day out. There's levels to this trash talking game. You just got to know what you're talking about. You can't sound like a fucking idiot. You can't use some old school uh, uh, shit. You got to come up with the good shit. You got to make people want to see you. So going all the way back to what I said about promotion and talking shit. Um, 
there is a lot of ways that you do that. And um, there's a lot of ways that you, you, you go about doing it. There's ways. Some people just don't do it. And Kobe does it in a unique way. He does it kind of, you know, kind of puts himself out there as the bad guy. Just like Chael Sonnen. You know, Chael Sonnen said some, some crazy shit about Brazil too. He disrespected Anderson Silva multiple times. Vanderlei Silva. He, he, he's, he's talked so much shit about Brazil. But when Kobe Covington does it, he's a bad guy. Everybody hates him. Uh, what's, how do you put that on a chart? Kobe says one thing, oh, Brazil's a filthy, don't, he's Brazilian animals. Well, what has Chael said? <laughs> Chell's disrespecting it so much more than Kobe has. So, so how, where does this hate come from? This world is so filled with hate. One little thing can have so many people, oh, oh, I'm sad, oh, shut the fuck up. It's like, Jesus Christ, you guys need to chillax. He said one little, <laughs> he said one thing about Brazil. <laughs> And the whole fucking world loses their fucking minds throwing shit at him. He's getting boomerangs tossed at him and stuff. We're going to go live. This shit's fucking interesting. <laughs> Fabrice over Doom, he throws a fucking boomerang at Colby Covington. He's there. I didn't know what the fuck it was. I thought he threw some food or something in a sack lunch or something. But, um, but the whole, the, I still can't believe that. I still can't believe that shit. The whole time, Chael talks so much shit. He talks mad shit about Brazil. Mad shit about Anderson Silva. Mad shit about Vanderlei Silva. You know, he's been in these brawls on the Ultimate Fighter show. Chael's been through some shit. He said some serious shit about Brazil. But, but Colby says a couple of fucking things about Brazil. And the whole fucking Brazilian community loses their minds. Everyone's all butthurt. Everyone's all sensitive and stuff. But jeez, you guys are picking and choosing your battles of what you want to be a part of. It's crazy. You know, I'm sure Chael would have to be escorted through security and all that. You know, And, and he's always talking about the Nogueira brothers and <laughs> Chell has some funny shit out there, but it's just still it's so funny how people choose their battles and they choose what they want to get mad at when it comes to stuff like that. You know, Colby said two percent. Chell said like something something about like a hundred percent of bad shit about Brazil. Colby says that everyone loses their minds and they 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 pick fights with him because he's a bad guy. That's exactly what Chell Sonnen did. It's like Chell Sonnen Jr. What's the fucking problem? <laughs> That's fucking crazy. These freaking people. Fight fans. People out in the world are fucking crazy now. They are. They've been crazy, but it's just crazy. That's a crazy thing. That that goes for things in life, too. Why the fuck do you get choose to get mad about something that's that you can't control or something that's stupid like that? There's no point in getting mad. The other person's just going to laugh at you and think it's funny. No, I'm, uh, I always thought it was pretty funny though. People get mad over little shit. Shit, you could, you should just sit there and calm down. You shouldn't, you shouldn't sit there and, and give a fuck about, oh, your mama. Oh, okay. Fuck you too, man. Have a nice day. Don't get, don't sit there and get mad. Obviously, some people do lose their shit sometimes. People just need to learn to shut the fuck up when it comes to some stuff. But, um, overall, you shouldn't get mad about that. 
you know, obviously it's disrespect to the the country or Brazil. You know, that's like Brazil saying stuff about the United States. That like I like I said, Chell did it best. You know, obviously he's in the promoting business, but he was saying some shit. Where were those people now? Why is it such a bad idea now when Chael did it years ago to Anderson Silva on multiple occasions, both times, you know, both, both fights, both shit, shit talk on both, both ends. So there's really no, nothing different about it. Anyways, guys, let's, let's move it on to the last thing. You got anything else left on today's podcast? It's been fucking nice being back, you guys. I fucking missed every single one of these fucking people that listen to this podcast. And I will be posting a little clip of the G Meeker MMA show, that Fabricio Verdun part. I actually streamed that one live, and I have a video of it, and I'm going to put it on Instagram. But um, quick shout-out to um, Anchor Radio for, for allowing us to be able to communicate with each other. People in the podcasting world, giving each other shout outs, you know, shout out to them for automatically linking whatever I post on here to where it needs to go on my podcast, you know, for the G Meeker MMA show. Since we weren't on uh, the other, uh, other, um, you know, the other podcast where you guys, you used to subscribe to the old link. Now we're at a new spot. I feel that Anchor Radio is one of the best. So shout out to Anchor Radio. Anchor, Anchor Radio is a platform for, for all people that are interested in podcasts or interested in talking for gives them a platform an easy platform it's you don't have to get all this equipment you don't have to get all these microphones you don't have to set it up it's a mobile it's an application on either your android or your iphone it's simple it's simple it's easy you download it you create an account you can sign in with twitter you can sign in with facebook i prefer you to make an account with an email address and you can easily make a podcast you break it down into segments segment each segment is 5 minutes you can break it down and eventually you can either keep it as segments, it lasts for 24 hours, uh, or you can break all those segments. As long as the segments are lined up, in my opinion, you know, to make your podcast sound like nothing's out of order, you combine them together. You make an episode, or it lasts forever. It goes straight to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever, wherever podcast apps you use, it will go to that. That's what I like about Anchor Radio. So the creators of Anchor Radio, I appreciate you guys. We're live every single week on Anchor Radio you know, we have our own channel on Anchor Radio at G Meeker MMA Show. It's G Meeker MMA Show. We've always been the same. It's just that we've been on different platforms. You know, you got all my listeners are going to listen to this, and it's going to be the same exact thing. We're just on different platforms. So if you like what you hear, if you want to create your own podcast, I mean, I've had this podcast since before I used Anchor Radio. I actually used a real good app for that. I had to manually put my my shit into the iTunes store, you know, with my old podcast, you know, cause I did it like through a computer and all that and did it that way. But, you know, I have it through this app. So G Meeker and May show, it's just, it's just on a different platform now on, you know, still on Apple podcast, still on all the rest of the apps. So if you want subscribe to the G Meeker and May show on iTunes on Apple podcasts or you can also download this really fucking amazing app too, CastBox. It's a perfect platform for you to, uh, 
I know I sound like people I'm getting paid. I'm not getting paid to do this. I'm just I'm just breaking it down so you guys can have a better experience. Castbox. It's it's an app where you can you can subscribe to your favorite podcast as well. You know, there's a lot of podcasts on there. You, mostly every single podcast that you can think of is on there. Obviously the G Meek MMA show is on there, and that's my uh that's my go-to app, honestly. The cast castbox for my podcast. I listen to the Joe Rogan experience, I listen to the fighter and the kid, I listen to the MMA hour. I did listen to G Meek MMA show last night. I was finishing up my shift, so I did all that stuff. You know, it's a good app, and you know, going back to what I said about um, um, Anchor Radio. You know, everything I put on Anchor Radio, you have your own channel there, and everything. Like I said, one more time, it goes to Apple Podcasts and anything else that has podcasts. You can listen to it online through your computer, through your MacBook, whatever you choose. You can listen to. The Jimmy Gamerman Show on Anchor Radio. I think that's it for for us today, ladies and gentlemen. We had a good podcast today. Basically, talked about UFC Australia. We talked about Colby Covington for Beast Over Doom, and um, a lot of other co- cool, amazing shit. Though I like to appreciate every single one of you guys for coming back, listening to this podcast every single time. You know, we'll, we'll, we will return with segments. A little bit later this week, you know, we'll be back next week for a brand new episode of the Jimmy Carmay Show as well. To top it off, thank you guys for joining us here for the brand new episode of the Jimmy MMA Show. I've said this many times, guys. You know where to find me at Jimmy underscore MMA on Instagram, Twitter at Jimmy MMA, Facebook.com slash Gabriel King Hernandez on. I messed it up, fuck. At <laughs> www.facebook.com slash gabybaby123. You can follow the account just to show your support. I appreciate all you guys, each and every one of us. We have big things coming next year. It's almost fucking December. It's almost 2018. We got a lot of fucking shit planned for next year, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back with uh, episode two of segments. This was episode like 123 of the Jimmy Carter, 24 or something, or 25, something like that. But episode two of segments probably will be next week. Anytime we can do a whole episode, I'll do a whole episode. But if we can't, then I'll just do segments. So that's basically what it is. We don't have to do segments all the time. It's just It just depends on the time frame and what I have going on. But like I said, guys, we will be back next week. Jimmy Carter MMA. Out, baby.